This is actually my, this particular podcast is going to be the petty truth. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the petty truth. The petty truth of I'm going to expose some things that, well, I'm very honest anyway, so I can't really say that I'm not truthful and. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want my mic to pick up. Am I loud in your headphones? No, you're just regular. Okay, because my headphones are loud and I don't want my headphones to get picked up in your situation. So I'm going to turn my headphones down. Not my mic, but my headphones. She's struggling. She's struggling. There it goes. There it goes. Okay. Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. Sometimes Kelly will say it anyway. Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. I want to thank our sponsors, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both. What up, what up, y'all? It's Kelly here on Kelly Talks. We are live. We are live. And I have uh, sitting in today as my... I can't really call our co-host because we're not hosting anything, but we're just talking, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my producer, Lisa Beasley. Woo, woo. Lisa Beasley LB is in, in the, the house. house. You about to get the Lisa Beasley experience. Lisa Beasley is in the house. house. Which I love that, by the way. I love what? that you call your situation Lisa B. Experience. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to know where it came from? Where did that come from? I so love that. So it was 2011 on a dark and stormy night. I Was Was it dark and stormy? I don't think it was dark and stormy. I think it was like <laughs> during the day at noon <laughs> i was in my indiana estate <laughs> estate my parents home in gary indiana <laughs> oh my god and i i was like i knew i wanted a website i had just i was like a year out of acting school i don't remember if i had started acting yet or i, or I was about to start so i was like i need a website with a bio and my picture and <laughs> i did this website through WordPress, I got a template that I still use to this day because it's so cute and it fits my personality. And I was like, and it'll be a blog. And I'll look, I look at websites like Homes. I'll have a poetry room and a music room and like all these different things that I do in separate rooms. Uh-huh. And I didn't, and LisaBeasley.com was taken. What? By some white lady realtor in some who knows city. You know what? My name is taken too. My actual spelling: K E L L Y E. Whose other name? Who else is Kelly? Actually, no. My my I have Kelly Howard. My mm-hmm. name spelling, but I was trying to get the Kelly with the Y because people always look up Kelly with the Y uh-huh. before they look up Kelly with the oh, E. Oh, Kelly with the Y. Just a regular Y. Oh. So I looked for that too, and it's taken by gun. It's a gun range dude See, like that sells guns in texas that's i was like fuck this this is crazy have you ever been stopped at the airport no actually oh well if you had but i'll say yes so that you can finish okay, that story okay. yes, have you I ever have. been stopped at the airport yes mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so tell me about this oh, dark and stormy night so with lisa beasley and the it was different a dark rooms. and stormy night which was actually a sunny noon <laughs> and it was taken and so I didn't know what to do. So I called my friend Tiffany Black. 
she was still in LA because we had met That's each her other. Last name? At, I um, love that. Tiffany she's Black. amazing. Tiffany Black. And she was in LA. And I was like, I don't know what's his name. Da, 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 da. So we went over a few names. And she was like, You should say the Lisa B experience because you're an experienced darling. And I was like, You don't think people not. I, I think people are not going to know how to spell the word experience. <laughs> She's like, you don't know how to spell the word experience. The rest of the world does. Yeah, she says, your people are smarter than that. And I was like, oh. And that was really just me admitting that I was having trouble with the word experience because in the third grade spelling bee, I before E tripped me the fuck up. Yeah. So ever since then, it's been like <laughs> triggering two letters. <laughs> so anything with like I, E, and a C, I'm like, I can't put people through that, but... I couldn't put myself through that. Well, I love that website. So Thank I'm glad you. Tiffany Black, shout out to Tiffany Black, putting that on the map for Lisa B. Because the Lisa B experience is dope. And her website is dope. So y'all should check that out. Thank you. It's a little outdated, but still, check it out. I love it. I love it. Um, We're going to be talking about the entrepreneurial experience and the artistry experience today because her and I both are full-time entrepreneurs and artists. Um which means we're always scared, money always comes on time or not, and we <laughs> cry not. a lot, we laugh a lot, we're surprised a lot, we're delighted a lot, <laughs> we're scared a lot. Did I say scared already? So basically we're very emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know how to hold our emotions back. We just have the moment of whatever that is and let it flow. Um, yesterday I was out kicking it and... Uh, I was hanging out at the the barbershop with Mike and some friends, and we was drinking a little vodka tonic, you know, at the barbershop, right? And then they was passing around a little vape, and I'm like, you know, I guess I could smoke a little. Life is blunt right now, and I don't even smoke anymore. I haven't smoked in like three and a half months, and I was Mm, like, okay, mm, mm. I'll take a couple puffs off this vape, and then I had this overwhelming desire to meditate there. I just walked away. I just okay. walked away. <laughs> I just walked away and went into the bathroom. I kid you not. I was in the bathroom meditating, and my husband was like, "Babe, you all right in there? You all right?" Because it was like a ten minute meditation. Do you make noise when you meditate? I don't. I don't. But I didn't respond to him either, so he didn't know meditating. if I was all right. You know, and and I think about it, he walked away without an answer, which means that he was just like, "Well." He, yeah, if like, not, oh well. <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> he didn't even clarify. And then I came out. And he was like, "What were you doing? Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was meditating." Mm. I felt so good about it too yeah. because I had the the confidence to walk away from a conversation and say, said, "This I'm is what I want right away. now." You know what? And go get it. I find that when you do that to people in person, it's such a humbling experience for all parties involved. Because I I had to start doing that to people, like in smaller conversations, just walk away. They do it on TV all the time, mm-hmm. where it's like somebody just come in a room and say something. You shouldn't do that to me. It's all your mother's <laughs> fault, and they just walk out. So I started doing that to people in real life, and it's so it feels so good to just walk away from. Yes, somebody. because sometimes the conversation is over, and sometimes you need a TV style exit so people know the conversation is over. A lot of people get trapped. I watch like a lot of great leaders or just leaders because there's a difference or just like people in charge of shit who come in, walk in, say something and leave. They don't have nothing else to say. I've said what I'm not going to waste words on you. Yeah. And you don't have to do the bye. All right. I'm out of here. You see each other all the time. Yeah. 
You know, conversations do linger. Yeah. I've noticed yeah, that where yeah, we linger. don't know when it, we keep saying the Ooh. same shit and it's like a circle <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm done with this. This aren't uh, you? Aren't we done? I man, I that oh girl, we could go on that for an hour. Just like communications and the conversations people think they need to have and how long people think they need to or how long it takes before you start the conversation. Like when I like have to do calls where it's just easier for people to get on calls. I would just rather start talking about what we about to talk about. But you got to be like, oh, hey, how's your day? How, oh, how have you been? Oh, you know, the kids, yeah. the kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, just get on the phone and talk about what you're going to talk about and get up out of there. I feel like we do that. I feel like we get on and just get right to it. Yeah. Like, all right, so tomorrow, right? Uh-huh. And sometimes and we don't even say hi. Because like, usually yo, you most of our conversations <laughs> pick up from text. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. We decided that, though. You and I were talking one day, and we were like, we don't need to meet. Because mm-hmm. meeting in person takes so much time. People don't understand how wasteful it is. Yeah. Especially to go over very, very minute shit mm-hmm. that can be discussed via email or text. Mm-hmm. It's pointless. Yep. Yep. There are certain things. Like, and it makes it makes face-to-face interaction so much more important. Yeah. It's like. You'll know when I need to see your face. Yeah. But even then, there's so many different ways to see my face. My face is everywhere <laughs> that I put it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> But it may not be everywhere that they're looking, though. Man, that's the problem. <laughs> that's what we're trying to figure out. How can yeah. my face be everywhere that they're looking, that everyone is looking? Yeah. But you know what, though? Now that I think about it, that creeps me out because that's why I changed my... Um, a lot of my social media to a cartoon version of me mm-hmm. because I, I went through a period of like, I don't want to see my face. Oh my God. You so dramatic. Oh, it's so oh. ridiculous. Uh, and you know, on my Instagram is just nothing but pictures of my face. And right. I'm like, I don't want anyone to see my face. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Right now she has her hand up on her head <laughs> as if she's about to faint, by the way, because <laughs> you can't see this shit, but it's really happening right here in front of me. <laughs> well, this young lady is so amazing because she runs so many different businesses. And I know I got to be driving you crazy because you just had a baby, too. Well, you didn't yeah. just have a baby. Madison is what? Almost She'll be two, two? in December. Yeah. But ain't December the, what? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing with kids, though. It feels like I, I don't it always feel like I just had them. I know. My daughter's 16. And I just like, had a baby. I just had her. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not hard. Um, it's just my new normal now. Yeah. The The first... Out the first few months were I mean it's always let me just, hard. Let me just give you kudos for that. Thank you. I respect that Thank because you. usually somebody would embody what someone else says and just take that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "No, it's not hard. I've gotten that thought process out of my way. I no longer think this way about this situation. It is just my new normal." Thank you for acknowledging yes. that. Absolutely. When I was um, touring, uh, I was touring. Our schedules were never consistent ever. Touring. She's an improv. Yeah. performer yeah when i was when i was touring comedy um <laughs> i was just like how do you get used to this and the girl i was touring with said you just get used to not getting used to it and so i the the only the only thing that i'm working through now is i 
don't have I mm, I was gonna say I don't have consistency as far as like my schedule, but I do. There is a pattern there. It's just a little hectic. Mm-hmm. I understand it, and that's what matters. But I know she needs more structure than I do right now. So to build a structured life for her while I'm traveling here and there, or you know, my work days are always different. That's where I had to. That's where I have to make the most decisions because like. I took her out of town with me on a um, gig with Three Peak Comedy, and it just disrupted her whole week. She had a blast. But you know how, like, when you take kids on vacation, you kind of, like, the couple days after, they just all over the place Uh because they just, like, they was away from me. It's just too much for them. So me still doing my thing and giving her consistency is, like, the new jam. And so you have, but you have the father. So oh, yeah. So he's, he's very present. Mm-hmm. And that makes it easier, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't be able to do anything that I'm doing. Okay, I would be able to do it, but it'll be very hard. It right. would be, I would have to make a lot of tough, tough calls. Like having a partner that supports you in this crazy, but you know, he also has an entrepreneur background, so he gets it. Right. What that, does he do full time? Full-time, he's a customer service ex- experience management person. Um, if you just Google. That was so interesting. That if was... you just Google, like, <laughs> business podcast, he's like that guy. Like, he likes listening to, so what we're going to do right now, is we're going to look at the way that we look at our customers and just make sure that everybody here. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> he God. He listens to them at double speed. That's funny. Yeah. He's like, I don't have time. I don't have time to listen to this. I have to do this on two times. And sometimes you just got to make sure that your landing page is. <laughs> you yeah. so bogus. If your customer can't get to it in three clicks. And you just <laughs> That's hilarious. You tell me to listen to that part. Now, monetarily, is that a huge support system as far as what you're able to bring in the house versus what he's able to bring in the house? Is he also considered an entrepreneur or does he have an actual job where he goes to and clocks in and get a check every two weeks? Both. Okay. Um, <clears throat> both. But his job is in sales. Okay. So he's getting a taste of the actor life in terms of when you get called out, you got to go. And when you got to follow up, you got to follow up. And when you got to go to the job, you got to go to the job. And you never, like, you just can't set your schedule based off of when other people need things. Right. So that's been an adjustment um, because I was, because he had to go out of town for training and stuff. And I was like, whoa, what? Because I was used to him working from home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. what? Where are you going? <laughs> what are we going to do about this baby? <laughs> Who's going to help me with that baby? <laughs> Yeah, but we we figured it out. But yeah, that's that was a that was a rough month, and I think I have like one more trip, and I'm a chill. Okay, for November and December. You did say that she was gonna try to take off. Mm-hmm. You know, it it it's interesting because I think about the women out here that do work right, and they feel like they have to work, but mm-hmm. they have these entrepreneurial desires. But they don't follow through with them because they're like, well, I have kids and I have to work for these kids. Yeah. And I know that having another partner is probably, or not another partner, but having a partner Mm -hmm. is what makes that so much easier for you than it would for like a single mother. Yeah. That's out here just trying to make it on her own. Yeah, and it's not like it's me, it's him, it's both 
Was that my? That was you. I'm so. I would like to say that that wasn't me this time, guys. It's usually a ding or so, but it wasn't me. So tacky. (laughs) Um, But for both of us, because like we both have each other, and then we both have our parents, both sets of our parents, um, my sister, and like people that we could just drop her off on a doorstep if we need to. I it takes a lot of people like it takes a village to raise a, a child. Yeah. yeah. It does. I, I, you know, people are rude. So they ask, you know, you're going to have another kid. And <laughs> they're rude. Right. So when, when rude niggas be like, you don't have another baby. Um, I'm like, yeah, I have to be rich first. Cause I have to be able to just hire people. Yeah. 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 I have no desires to have any more children. That is off of the table. Um, in two years, my kids will be in college. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee. Yes. And and if you think you've seen Kelly Howard now, you're going to see so much more of me then. Yeah, what am I going to see then? What's that going to be like? I don't know. Just, just constant creation. Ooh. Doing whatever the fuck I want. they're going to be out the house. Because I'll be able to just explore me and have yeah. fun with me without worrying about, ooh, I got to be home by this time or, ooh, I need to do this to make sure that they're okay. You know, that's right now, what... I, I struggle with that. I, um, a few months ago, I forgot what month it is because what are days, but a few months ago, I self-cared so hard. Mm. I had to take a break from self-care because <laughs> I, I, know that's I right. got so tired from like taking care of myself because it's a full-time job. And so I was doing that thing of like, it's every day is different, but it's always someone has to drop her off for daycare by eight or nine o'clock. Someone has to pick her up between five or six. So the luxury that I have is that when people think when you're an entrepreneur, you set your own rules and it's like this completely free lifestyle and it's not. You kind of bind yourself more. and But you still do have a certain amount of control over it. And so what happens is what people don't see is that I work in waves of like, like and maybe I got this from being an actor, but like when I used to do shows that were always like three, three to six month commitments, I was like, I'll build a routine. Like for this six weeks, we rehearse. That means during the day I'm a rehearse, and at night I'm a chill or just do my things around the house. And then when the show starts, I have my days free, and then I go at night. And so like that still happens for the most part. And so what I've just tried to do was manage all of my creative projects in the time that she's at daycare. And then have that like six to eight time with her because she goes to bed at like eight eight thirty, and then um, either me and David have our time, or I have time by myself and he goes out, or vice versa, or I put her down and then go do a show, and that's been. I've, so everything that I've been doing, I've been working like with that schedule now do you find with you and david that it's easier it's like a cohesiveness it works really smoothly or do you find yourselves bumping heads oh sometimes we bump heads but um but we've gotten better about checking in because sometimes we'll forget to plan the next day and the next day will be here and we wake up like you gonna take it's seven o'clock and we're trying to figure out who's gonna take her at seven thirty, and then we find out that neither one of us can do it or you know be there to pick her up so we like oh no we put ourselves in this bind because we didn't talk about it the night before right we used to try to like plan out the whole week but that don't work because like 
I get called in to auditions or there's just something I really want to do. <laughs> I can't even make it seem like it's always an emerge. There's no such thing as an emergency actor situation. There is, but it's nothing life threatening. So sometimes I just really want to do something. So I figure it out. Like that's, that's just been me and my MO period. When I really want to do something, I figure it out. That's everybody though. That's the crazy thing about it is when that's why I notice when people make excuses and say, Oh, girl, I just it's not that I didn't want to. I just didn't have time or, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to call you. But, girl, I had this going on and mm-hmm. I, it was on my mind. I just did. No, because people make time for what they want to do, mm-hmm. period. Just in life. Yeah. When you're in a new boo relationship. Right. Think about that. Think about when you first started dating David and how challenging things may have been time wise. But you mm-hmm. made time to mm-hmm. explore that relationship because you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the S- same thing. Suddenly I. My Saturdays were so clear. <laughs> like Saturday morning, it's like you and breakfast boo is yeah. Now you have nothing to do. But Mm-mm. last Saturday you was like running right. marathons. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. You make time for what you want to make time. I just always think about those mothers though and the people that really really want to explore entrepreneurship to the fullest because like you said it is not what people think it is where it's like oh you wake up and you have your days free and you're just in fact I feel like I work much harder as an entrepreneur now Mm -hmm. than I did when I worked for somebody Mm -hmm. because you work for somebody it's already set what needs to be kind of like McDonald's it's a it's it's already there you know what has to be done you go in you do this job you get paid this amount and your job of what you need to be doing is already set for you as well. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, these emails need to be set. These products need to be sold. This yeah. stuff need to be moved, whatever. So when you're in control of all of that, that's when chaos can strike. Because And as entrepreneurs, you are in mm-hmm. control about this yeah. needs to be sold. This you needs have to, to be manage your, You have to manage your time and your priorities and your expectations. Um, oh, that's a big one. Yeah, you have to manage yourself. It's just you got to manage a lot. Mm-hmm. You have to manage yourself, which is a full-time job. You have to manage your emails, your communication. Um, it's just a lot that goes into it. I When I think about managing communication, though, that's always been kind of easy for me, but it's also a challenge because lately... I've been walking into like there are certain things that I won't budge on or move on because you have to be in control of your time and people like to monopolize your time. I think we were talking about this earlier Mm -hmm. where people think they need to do something. A lot of times people think they need something at a certain time and most of the time they don't. Right. They don't. And you know that that not to cut you off but Mm -hmm. that has always pissed me off about like if i'm working with somebody if we're doing something a project or a show or anything like that and they'll send me a text message out the blue at wee hours of the fucking night and expect me to stop or or even first thing in the morning right Mm -hmm. it's like oh hey i need you to send me this or i need you to do this and Mm -hmm. i'm thinking to myself like what so you expect me to stop whatever it is I'm doing. And then it's the continuous text, right? It's not mm-hmm. even like the first text of, hey, whenever you get a chance, it's the text of whenever you get a chance, but then it's the text 30 minutes later of, have you not got a chance yet? Yeah. And it's like, 
well, no, I haven't gotten a chance yet, and I'm not going to stop whatever it is that I'm doing to focus on what you need me to do right now. I put that on the schedule yep. at about 2.30, mm-hmm. at about 3 p.m., <laughs> you know what I mean, where, where yeah. that gap was in my schedule, yeah. and I was able to put it there, but I'm yeah. not going to rearrange my whole day to satisfy yeah. what you need to get Sometimes, done right now. I think the air kicked on. It did. Is that it over there? Nah. Um, but... um. Yeah, what I've come to learn is that when I'm communicating with people that are like that, people that need so much of you and need so much of your time, I've learned that that's a them thing. That's them. Mm-hmm. And I can't let it stress me out. Having nothing to do with you. Yeah, there's a. I used to let people stress me out all the time because I would always feel like I'm... I would always feel like I was missing the mark or like I was supposed to be doing something. And I'm like, no, they're just freaking out. And I would wear that and be like, well, because I, I, I've always been able to like pick up on other people's energies and their personalities and like mimic them really quickly. So I, I can wear people's emotions really quickly, but I learn how to detach myself away from that. And when someone is panicked around me, I'm not now. But then I used to. I would appear chill, but still be like, maybe I should be. I should change my schedule. I got to look at what I'm doing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm, nope, that's a them thing. Yeah. And then I, then I would look at what parts of it were a me thing in terms of I could have communicated it better to you, what my plans were concerning this set thing we both have in common. And maybe it is also setting other people's expectations, too. Right. Because I, like, I remember... What am I doing? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so just a side note real quick. Well, she had gotten so comfortable in this conversation just now that she was about to close her laptop. By the way, where we are recording this podcast through GarageBand on her laptop. <laughs> I got too cozy. Oh, my God. Man, yeah. That's, that's a, hilarious. That was a whole thing. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. People and and them projecting onto you. Yeah. And you know what? That was that was an instinct of I had to learn how to do that is I had to learn uh, one of the me things was let me close my computer and talk to the person that's in front of me that's trying to talk to me. Like I've had to do that because there's something I could always be doing on my computer and I I can talk to you and be on my computer at the same time. But you don't feel that, and that doesn't make you feel like valued or appreciated or like I'm listening to you. So I've I've had to learn how to like close, close the, the computer and have a conversation. That's yeah. that relationship shit. When you at home, you have to learn how to, you know, your mm-hmm. your mate come in and they got something that they want to tell you, yep. and they're super geeked about what they're saying and you're half listening because you're in the process mm-hmm. of sending an email or writing a book yep. or whatever it is mm-hmm. you're doing and you're like okay let me close this yep. so that Ooh. I can give you my undivided you know what I've been doing lately well a couple of things sometimes uh, going back to that is sometimes me and David just have like an unspoken mutual phone time where we just both like sit next to each other watching tv just on our phones but then when you just kind of pick it up where it's like okay we're, we're done with that right but, um, oh, man, what was I about to say? That happens all the time. Oh, I missed that. It's okay. You were talking about people and their energies and making you, this it's, it's their thing. And that then, was the original. Yeah, and then I closed the computer and said, listen to people. And that, that thought is down the street. Oh, my God. Mike does oh, that all the time. Oh, I was going to say, uh, a thing that I've gotten into lately is what I call brain dumping. Uh-huh. 
And that's, I've had a day, because as an entrepreneur, nothing is ever done. You mm-hmm. can always work 24 hours, but you can't. Leave it for tomorrow. Um, at the end of the day. And a lot I, of shit ain't that important. Girl, one day I was so overwhelmed. And I was like, I just need to get all of my projects on a whiteboard. And I got a whiteboard and I just like divided it into sections and wrote down like all of my projects, right? And then like to-do lists for each of them because that's what I like to do. And I stepped back and I looked at it and all of it, you know, would be nice if it got done and it needed to get done. But I was like, this is all play. Like this ain't nothing serious it wasn't like cure cancer it was like (laughs) write dick jokes you know what I mean oh my (laughs) god like finish this rap song about spooky shit with it like it's just like I was like let me step back realize that I'm living the dream and relax like this stuff is important to me but it's not that important it's it's not and I took the weight off of myself because it felt like real stakes were attached and at a certain point, you got to level up and notice that there are stakes attached, like bigger stakes, because the thing is you're building. So building takes time and it doesn't feel like it. But I look at the things that I was working on that was just a thought last year that is now coming into fruition. And I'm like, it's a process. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing the things that I said I would be doing, but only with that process. Because sometimes it feels like I'm not accomplishing things because there's forever a to-do list of things not yet accomplished Mm -hmm. that I forget about the things or the steps that I've been taking that leads to outcomes. Well, like we were talking about earlier when we were standing in the kitchen is the action. As long Mm -hmm. as you're doing something Mm -hmm. that is leading towards that goal, then that is productivity Mm -hmm. right there because I feel like we sometimes we allow our fear or the things that we have on our to-do list that seems overwhelming to shut us down Mm -hmm. where we don't do anything yeah and it's like oh I want to do that thing but yeah there um one thing I noticed about so I did did graphic design for 10 years as a business to get myself some footing financially to act I was like I got to do something but it still has to be my own thing so I can get up and audition So one thing I noticed with that is how the lengths I would go to procrastinate on projects, even even after people have paid me. And it was this fear of it not turning out right or me not designing something as cool as I did the last time. And sometimes fear is a great inhibitor to art because, like, I can be so excited to start the day if it's something that I have to do that's purely creative. I'm like, I get up, I shower, I drink my coffee. I, I do all this busy stuff before I actually start. And when it's time to start, I can't start. So I've been learning to accept modes of like when I feel like doing shit mm-hmm. and know, and having the faith that it's always going to come. Yeah. I, I can't. It's, it's very law of attraction-y. Yeah, it's it's very hard for me to traction-y. It's very <laughs> It's not very hard, but it's like it's no, it's hard for me to sit down and do something. I have to feel like doing it a lot of the times. 
And depending on what it is, sometimes the time it just isn't right. Like, it, especially if I think about it, like if it's a song. Let's say I want to write a song about whoop-de-whoop. But sometimes you need to, like, live an extra day and experience a little more whoop-de-whoop that makes the song magical. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So I've just been working and celebrating my different mindsets of when it's time to write, when it's time to email, when it's time to strategize some shit, when it's time to design some promo, when it's time to map out a five-year plan, when it's time to look at what I'm doing this hour. It's just constant choices. I feel like, or I think, I'm not going to say I feel, um, I have I have a really big issue with saying I feel when it's actually I think. Mm. Anywho, so I think that we live in a society that constantly pushes grind, grind hard, grind mm-hmm. hard, grind hard. You know, don't eat. I mean, don't eat, don't sleep, mm-hmm. work. You know what I mean? Like, And not just the world, but Chicago specifically. Yeah, Chicago is definitely a hustle hard city. And because of that, though, it ingrains in us this idea of if we're not doing this hard work, mm-hmm. then we're not satisfying mm-hmm that goal yeah we're not even headed towards it yeah um i travel back and forth to la a lot this year and every time i go i'm so impressed with how slow everything is down there up over there whatever and i come back like relax like slow down and so i've i've felt like i've had to force a lot of people to slow down and not explain why but i'm like just trust me slow down so like sometimes when people come to me and be like yeah you want to do this you want to do this tomorrow i'm like how about next saturday <laughs> how about next like what are you doing in november you know what yeah. i mean just giving people the space to just slow down plus you miss a lot out on life i think yeah relax i used to move so fast with driving with everything with just like getting projects done with wanting to try out a new joke with whatever it is, I would move so fast and I would look up, have you ever been doing something or going somewhere and you're doing it in such a hurry where (laughs) you miss like things that happen? Like Mm -hmm. seriously, you miss things and you look back and say, damn, I didn't even see that, Mm -hmm. but it's been there. It's been there forever. It's not that it wasn't there or that it's just, you missed it because you were just so focused on Mm -hmm. whatever it was that you were doing over here. And I, in the morning when I wake up, I used to get up and I used to, you know, first thing I do, grab my phone, check my phone, check the day, check Instagram. Now yeah. I get up, I lay for like 20 minutes or so. I'll try to get up a little bit earlier than what I want to actually get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And I'll just lay there and I'll think about, you know, the amazingness of my day and how beautiful it's going to be. And I'll visualize some great thoughts and I'll do my ABC mm-hmm. where I, you know, mm-hmm. I think I talked about that last time. That. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do my ABC love, you know, and I'll just sit and have that moment. Then I'll get up and I'll fix a glass of tea. I have to do that. I have to get mine in at night. Yeah, I'll just Mm -hmm. relax into the morning because I realized before when I would get up and be so gun ho on getting all this shit done, Mm -hmm. I would start my day out anxious. I would start my day out feeling (laughs) like. It's already insane. It's already crazy. Yeah. I got to get this shit done. I got to get, you know what I mean? And then my, the rest of my yeah. day goes like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. eh, I don't like feeling like that. Yeah. I like feeling kind of chill, and calm, yeah, relaxed. And you know, it's, I think since we're also, in, in, it's ingrained in us to work for somebody else. And so. That's so true. That was most, like for most entrepreneurs, that was most of their life is 
is not feeling like going somewhere, not feeling like doing something, and always feeling like, oh, I got to get here. I got to do this. I got to get here. And I, for the most part, still feel a little of that with every single thing I'm doing until I check myself. Because, like, last night I had a late, late show, and so I did the natural thing of, like, but I wanted to get my alone time in at night, so I stayed up to, like, 3.30, 4 in the morning. And I was like, oh, I got to set my alarm for 8.30, so I can go talk to some black girls like what? Relax. You know what I mean? Like this, this is the thing that you've been building towards. And so I I, I don't have that anxiety anymore, but mm-hmm. I still wake up tapped in because I'm not in control of waking up sometimes because my daughter will wake me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, She well, will too. wake me yes. the hell up. So. I, I like mentally prepare myself starting at night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this is going to be the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten real selfish, you know, and I don't, I don't see anything wrong with being selfish. I said this on an Instagram video that I posted. I feel like we, we should be more selfish where we just tune the fuck out where we mm-hmm. say, no, I can't do that. No, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for you. And this includes kids and 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 and, and mm-hmm. husbands and shit. Oh, yeah, where definitely. you just like, I love y'all, but this is what's you important know, for me to be able to function, and I need this time. Every after Madison was six months, I would say every month or every other month out of that, I was like, I love y'all, but I'm leaving the state. <laughs> I'll see y'all in a few days. Yep. I needed that. Yep. I like, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy traveling for that reason. Like I'll have a one off where it's like, oh, I got to be in New York for two days. I got to be in, you know, Mm -hmm. LA for two days. And when I'm packing and getting ready to go, it's like, oh, I'm going to miss you guys. But once I leave, I'm like, I need these two Uh days. I need these two days where I don't have to worry about nobody Mm -hmm. and nothing else. Sometimes I just go and get an Airbnb and just like do what I have to do in that city, but just like chill. Yeah. And just sit down. Read a book. Yeah. Read a fucking book. <laughs> right. Your eyes get big. Like read a fuck how many people actually you know, I don't I think I really feel like I think I really think that it's an artist thing though. Mm. I think it's an artist thing. It's like that but we all are artists to the core. Yeah. I wish more business people knew that they were two artists. Yeah. There is a clear personality distinction in the corporate world and the art world where the corporate world they exist in spaces where they cannot be themselves mm-hmm. and that i be i be feeling so sad for them like so the space that i work in now with the nova collective mainly we're focusing on it's a business that i co-founded and we focus on... Tell us more about Nova real quick. so that Yeah. It's a black-owned, women-owned business founded by four women. And we're, dis- we're like, rediscovering ourselves a lot. Does Nova stand for something? Nope. It just okay. stands for us four badass women starting this business, going on this journey of trying to just empower work spaces. And so what we do is, like corporate training, learning and development, and mostly centered around diversity and inclusion. Making sure people can show up to work and be comfortable and like be themselves at work. Mm-hmm. And in corporate, it's just not cut out that way. 
it was built by the patriarchy to just it just stems from a place of like non-acceptance so if it's it's really hard for people to be themselves they they don't realize that they have an artistic side of them that they bring to the table just because it is quote unquote, what other people think are boring occupations or whatever. They're still like creating stuff. What a lot of people don't realize is that most business people are just making it up as they go along. Yeah. They don't know either. Yeah. So I just wish people would know that when they see people at the top and grinding and like doing their thing, they are flying by the seat of their pants some of them have a detailed plan and layout, but life still comes and distracts you and knocks you and off. And it never goes according to that plan it never verbatim. Does. Yeah, it never, never. does. Um, because, like, it's crazy that I I knew everything that I was going to be, do- that I'm doing now, I always know, I always knew that I was going to do it. I didn't know I was going to be as open and honest when the time came. Right. So it's like, you, and I never know, I never knew what it I ne- there was no way to know what it would have taken to get me to be like, okay, I'm committing to doing my own thing because y'all are crazy. Mm-hmm. I always thought that I wanted to do my own thing just because, but I was like, I'm not built to not be myself around people. Right. So. Yeah, it's difficult for me to, to work for somebody at this point in my life just because I am unwilling to filter myself in a way that is satisfying to those in my immediate space like it's and like, there is nothing wrong with that yeah. I, I just find it crazy that we are expected to that it's just like a slave mentality that I can't knock about it it's just like come on don't don't look at me crazy for not wanting to work for somebody my yeah. ancestors were slaves right Realize. But I don't feel like anybody should have to work for somebody. I think mm-hmm. that it's we we've made things so it's such a capitalistic society now where, you know, it's all about the most money you can get out of a certain thing. So people are outsourcing shit is being made in China. You know, it's not it's no longer this idea of I create this and it's a commerce. You purchase it because mm-hmm. you like it. You know, I provide this service. You hire me because you need this service. It doesn't seem like it's like that anymore. It seems like it's more competitive of who can get the most money the fastest, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because we didn't come from that. You know, so how do we evolve into this? Mm-hmm. And I'm also wondering if at some point Amazon or, or, or Google will just buy one another and then it'll just be one big wig that runs it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think of or or yeah, or, that's, and that's how most industries are. Is that the further you are at the top, it's really just a couple people. <laughs> yeah, it's like two yeah. of us, mm-hmm. and this is how this is how it goes. Yeah, gotta be somebody. That's just you know, it's just so interesting. I think that more entrepreneurs should step out there and do what they want to do, and just you know, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be um, challenging at first, but you'll get the hang of it. Yeah, I think the um, hardest part is getting started. That is the hardest with, part. With whatever that first action is. Because mm-hmm. you could sit and plan all day. You could business plan all day. You could get a logo all day. You could print business cards all day. But when it comes to that first action item, which if broken down into smaller steps, don't seem that as big. Sometimes I've had to be like, 
open my computer, type in Gmail, go to my email, click on the email, read the email. <laughs> like I've had to like push myself some one foot in front of the other type shit mm-hmm. to get certain things done. Yeah. And it'll it'll be tweakable. You know, mm-hmm. once you get it done or you get started, you can tweak it. We were just talking about this with the podcast. Like mm-hmm. I'm for one, I have a big issue that I have with the podcast is that a lot of people don't know how to spell my name. Mm-hmm. So if you type in Kelly with a Y talks, mm-hmm. my name doesn't pop up because I have the E on the end. Okay. So I've been like, oh, should I change the name? Because I need people to follow it. Then I've been like, how interesting are my stories really? They're very good stories, mm-hmm. right? And they're interesting and they're empowering. But it's almost as if I'm pulling tooth and nail trying to get guests on to talk about real shit. Because mm-hmm. not everybody is in that space in mind where they are willing to talk about real honest shit that bothers them and real honest experiences that they've had to go through in order to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people that are okay with living behind a mask and pretending like everything is fine. And it's like, why not look at it a few different ways? It seems like, like with the name change, that's, that's just probably a marketing thing, you know, like just stepping up that the why is here, bitches. Like that's your name. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's also a smart thing to recognize. I'm like, well, maybe I do need to change the title of the podcast hosted by Kelly. Exactly. Howard. Just so yeah. people can get in yeah. the, the you know regular rotation of yeah. listening to it because it's easy to find. Yeah. In terms of um, the, the guests that come on, you got to think about it. Like, because I've been in here for all of the sessions is that except for the one you filmed when you were on tour. Um that a lot of them are people of color who are probably afraid of retribution of what they're going to say. So there's always going to be that, that timidity of the person, even though sometimes it's never even a specific person is going to like, I can't out myself as like not giving a fuck about this. Sometimes people just need space and distance and time away from things. And so maybe the answer to that is talking about real shit. That's probably not personal to them. Maybe of like, just like what's your what's your take on something that's not a personal experience close to them perhaps I don't know see that's the, it's just that's, spitballing I, I here. think that's what what is so interesting but, about some of my guests is that they are personal experiences uh-huh. and they have been through things sorry and, to cut you off sorry to cut you off I'm very sorry <laughs> very sorry it's very rude I would like to apologize to you in front of all of your listeners. Thank you. This is the rudest, like, ever. It's so rude. It's so rude. Your guests do talk about some real shit, though. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's because you're in the conversation, you go back and listen to it? Because, like, sometimes I be sitting in this room, like, crying. No, no, no. The guests that I've had on Uh do is finding new guests. That's what I'm struggling with is finding guests that are willing to be. Because, see, I have a very specific style Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to go for. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I'm going to be like the next Oprah. And Mm -hmm. I have that whole we've been through shit. You've been through shit. Mm-hmm. How have you come through the shit that you've been through? Okay. That's kind of the attitude. I'll tap into my contacts. And so when I reach out to certain people, I've reached out to, I kid you not, like five or six different people where they were just not comfortable with yeah. sharing real shit. You know, like a guy that has been divorced before and now he's remarried and 
he's just been through some shit relationship wise and I asked him he's a comedian I was like yo I think it'll be great if you were to come on and discuss you know the whole divorce process and how you got through that and then how you've um you're remarried now and how that's working out and what were some differences some changes that you made yeah. from the two and he said I'm not comfortable talking about um romantic relationships yeah. publicly and I was you like you know you know oh, what it is it's the cell it's the sell of that. Because what I heard was, hey, I just want to see if you want to stop by on my podcast and talk about that time where your heart was ripped out of your chest. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> you could be very honest. You could be true with that. That could be, that could be right. That could be right. That could be, some, that could be some truth there. You know, I, I think... Because everybody isn't in the same place that you and are in I terms said. of personal tragedy. And remember, I told you, I said that <laughs> when I think about it, I think that I'm just trying to heal people a little mm-hmm. quicker than what they're willing mm-hmm. to, to do. You know what I mean? Like some people are still struggling with their shit and they're not willing to be open about it. But mm-hmm. me, I'm still struggling with my shit too. Like my shit is constant. Every fucking day, yeah. I have to remind myself that it is okay to be where you are and it's one step in front of the other. And if I have an envious emotion, it is okay to have that emotion and, and just as long as you know to move past it. And if I have a moment of of of, of um of disbelief in myself or, mm-hmm. you know, sadness. It is okay to be in that moment and you just move past it. And it's like, I have this attitude of overcoming, right. And just constantly putting, like you said, one foot in front of the other and pushing past. Yep. But other people, it is so many people around me that do not think like that. Yeah. You know, and I have my, my people that are immediate to me that I call and we talk about these things because they're my close friends. And I know that I can Mm-hmm. be with them in that space because they're also in that space. Yeah. But then I have those people that are on the outskirts mm-hmm. where I'm trying to have more guests on my show that are willing to be blunt, willing to be honest, willing to yeah. be bold. And they're just like, no. Yeah. They'll, they'll come. The guests will come. It's, it's also that thing of one thing I notice as an entrepreneur, when I have to reach out more often than people are reaching out to me, it's that same thing of like when you're auditioning as an actor, like how many no's it takes to get the right. Yes. And, like, like think about the recent no's that you've had, but then somebody was like, oh, well, yes, and how, like, that went. Yeah. And so that's that's probably what's happening. That's just probably what's happening right now. Yeah. It, I think I think once you put it out there, that, that that's going to come to you. So Because I, I think it's going to come to a point where eventually people are going to be coming to you. Like, I want to tell my story. Yeah. I want to talk about this. And that's this. what I want. Mm-hmm. I want people to tell their story. I think that this is um, a great platform for especially people of color that don't typically, they're very sheltered in how they respond. Like they go through shit mm-hmm. and that's just it. And they just keep moving and they don't even think about the fact that they went through something. And everything that we go through is an opportunity to learn. We typically mm-hmm. do have a great learning experience and whatever that tragedy was that we just com- completely overlook Mm -hmm. because it's like well I just went through it and that's it and it's like but what happened that changed drastically in your life after you went through it and then it's like oh I did do this differently Mm -hmm. and that's that learning experience that we don't acknowledge yeah Uh, mm -hmm. yep you're right because I just recently went through that where I thought I was over a situation and something happened again where I was like oh I'm not and I, I was like oh I gotta I got to take off of work. I got to, I got to look at this. (laughs) And I had to like, just take it another level deeper of like, oh, 
I didn't work through it the first time like I thought I did. So, yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, it's but so guys, um, we want to thank you for tuning in today. This um, was really just a banter between me and yeah, my uh, producer talking about entrepreneurship, talking about women out here trying to do their thing. And anybody really, it's not just about women, men too. Anybody that's out here trying to do their thing and trying to get it together. And starting is the one way to get whatever goal you want accomplished, just actually putting in that actionable step. And the reason we even tied it back to talking about the podcast, because that's what I've had a lot of resistance around the name of the podcast and the content of the podcast. And I've changed my podcast from Kelly Talks to Kelly Talks, well, Kelly Talks, et cetera, to um, it used to be Living With Regrets. I don't know how far back uh, my listeners go, but I used to have Living With Regrets when I tried to just come right out the gate, like what other shit that we are regretful <laughs> for in our lives? Let's talk about it. And then um, I changed the name to Kelly Talks, et cetera. And then I changed the name to Kelly Talks. And it's just been a constant ebb and flow of great opportunities on a podcast and then moments where I'm just like, what is this podcast exactly? And I just want to thank you guys for staying with me throughout this entire ordeal because it is a constant changing mm-hmm. thing. It is a, a evolution, if you will. And what I love about it is that I'm not giving up on it because I know that at some point it's going to find its rhythm and it's going to be that podcast that makes me feel like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. Even when, when I had Kelly Talks with Monk, right, and he was on the podcast, that was a great time. We had a lot of fun, but I I felt always as if I still wasn't leading in the direction of where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of back and forth banter, a lot of joking. Uh, we would talk about real shit, but it wasn't that deep, deep shit that I wanted to, that tissue, those layers, yeah. you know, the layers that heal last after the skin has come back. You know what I mean? Like deep. that deep, deep, deep shit. And I'm just all about that. So hopefully I'm putting it out there, law of attraction. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to come on this podcast and pour out your soul, <laughs> if you would like to revisit a wound. <laughs> you want to tear open the skin and make sure that you got all the dirt out. Yeah. This is the podcast to do That'll it on. Uh, but, you know, I think, too, my biggest reservation with it all is that I'm a quote unquote comedian. And when you think about comedians, you think about fun and funny. And so when I announce my podcast on stage and I'm like, hey, guys, make sure you check out my podcast. I've been Kelly Howard. And then they go to my podcast. They're expecting comedy based on what they just saw in my performance. Well, as someone who has a corporate presence and someone who will go to your industry networking entrepreneur event (laughs) and then five hours later put on camo, smoke a blunt, and rap about titties, you know, sometimes you just got to switch it up on them. You never know what to expect. You never know what to expect. Don't let them put you in a comedic box. 
because comedians are people too. I refuse to be in that box, yeah. which is why I do this podcast. And I've laughed <laughs> several times throughout this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for my my listeners that have been around forever. Thank you so much for sticking with me through all these transitions. Yeah, It'll thank probably you, change listeners. again. Um, and that's I'm the so happy to be life. with your listeners. Yes. I forgot you had listeners before me. Yeah, that's so I've special. Had listeners for a while. Thank you guys. Please, guys, rate, rate, rate the episode and share it because we don't have any ratings on iTunes. Which oh. is yeah, we don't have any ratings. We have very few. Okay. I think like three. So please, guys, rate, rate, rate the podcast so that we can actually start getting traction, and maybe that will be what changes everything. Everything changes when you have ratings. Everything changes when you have ratings. And even though we were talking about. Um, we were talking about my comedy and all of that. I have to run down my schedule because I have some great dates coming Ooh, up, guys. Exciting. And if you're in the city, I would love for you to come. So this will air on the 17th. So I have a show at Pilsen Stand Up at Simone's in Pilsen on October 18th at 8 p.m. I also have a show on October 19th at Spinoff Stand Up, and that's at Spin Chicago. Um, October 19th, that same night at 10 p.m., I'm at Speak Easy at the Den Theater. Uh, Friday, October 20th, I am at Lincoln Lodge Stand Up. I am also at Caffeine in Evanston on October 20th at 10 p.m. Um, and the Lincoln Lodge show is at Under the Gun. Um, and then on Saturday, October 21st, is the Live a Less Petty Life workshop. I'm so excited about that. And Tuesday, October 24th, um, Top 10 Tuesday at the Laugh Factory. Wednesday, October 25th, Best of Chicago stand-up at the Laugh Factory. Thursday, October 26th, Tuxedo Cat at Beauty Bar. Damn, Thursday, a bitch got dates. <laughs> October 26th, Best of stand-up at the Laugh Factory. Um, Saturday, October 28th, Somebody is Best booked. of stand-up at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> October 28th, the same night, I'm still at I'm Laugh booked. Factory for Joke Explaining. And the Bitches, 29th, I am at Laugh I'm Factory. Booked. The 30th, I am also at back at Laugh Factory. And Milwaukee, I'm coming your way. I'm going to be at Joker's Comedy Club on November 3rd and 4th. So if there's anybody that's in Milwaukee listening to the show, please come out and check out my stand-up. That is my schedule. You can also see that at my website, kellyhoward.com, K-E-L-L-Y-E, howard.com. You guys have been great. Thank you so much for staying with me. Peace. I love you all. Bye. Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. Sometimes Kelly will say it anyway. Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. But Kelly gon' Kelly gon' say it anyway. I want to thank our sponsor, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both.